Welcome to Soundtrack Your Life, a podcast about soundtracks, music, and movies. Each episode features a guest and focuses on a specific soundtrack and the personal stories connected to it. Now here's your host, Ryan Pack. This is Soundtrack Your Life, the podcast where we break down movie soundtracks. Today we're going to talk about the 2006 Michelle Gondry film, Dave Chappelle's Block Party. And I have my good friend Beverly and Zena as the guests today. Hey, Beverly, how are you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing great. How's it going with you? Doing well. This movie came out before uh, we had even met, but I thought this movie would be good to talk about since I feel like pretty much every artist in the movie we've actually seen live together. Yes. Like with the exception of like Dead Prez and I don't think we've seen Jill Scott. No, we haven't. Although I I do like a lot of her stuff. So yeah, it's a pretty solid group of artists on that soundtrack. So at least for me, when, when this movie came out, I was already a big Dave Chappelle fan. I was a fan of basically every, like if, if you had asked me in 2006 to build like a dream hip hop festival, most of the people in this movie would have been in my festival. Like I, you know, I love the roots, Common, Kanye, Black Star, you know, Lauren Hill, the Fugees, like all these people would have been part of my show. And also the person who directed the film is Michelle Gondry, um, two years after he did Eternal Sunshine, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was interesting for me because he's kind of known as a very visual director with all the music videos he's done. And, you know, Eternal Sunshine has a lot of trippy visual elements as well. And for him to be, you know, this is basically a documentary, but you know, it was, it was a movie I was excited about because like everything I was into at the time was all in this movie. Like Michelle Gondry is, is filming it. The movie came out, I think after the second season of Chappelle's show. So you know, I was a huge fan of the show and his stand-up. And then, you know, like I said, all these all these hip-hop artists all showing up with basically, I think the roots backed up everyone except the Fugees, if I, if I can remember correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was huge into the roots. Yeah. Actually, the person that introduced me to the movie, I didn't see it till a couple years after it was released, but person that introduced it to me was surprised that I hadn't watched it because they knew that, you know, I loved all these artists. So when I did finally see it, it was like, oh yeah, like I really missed out on this. Um, So, so even though this movie came out in 2006, I think they filmed it in 2004. Um, which kind of explains why a lot of the songs in the movie um, are a little bit older. So Kanye, I think, is only doing like college dropout songs in the movie and Common. Well, I mean, Common has to do the light in any sort of music movie that he's in. Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of cool because it shows 
like it shows Kanye, you know, pre this is before late registration. Like he's still fairly new. Like he's famous, but he's still fairly new. Yeah. Yeah, I think around that time I had gone to a John Legend concert at House of Blues and um, Kanye shows up doing Gold Digger. So I was like, and yeah, that's when he was just like really starting to get famous. So everybody knew the song and went crazy. Um, So yeah, that was an exciting time to get into Kanye. Yeah, and I and I think on Chappelle's show he had been on a couple of times, um, as the musical guest, and I think mm-hmm. one of the times they were doing two words off of the college dropout, and they had both Most F and Freeway rapping with with Kanye. So I felt like Dave Chappelle like understood like having having all the people like the features like having the people that are featured on the songs was important. <laughs> In the musical yeah. performances. I think that's why Dave Chappelle gets along so well with Questlove, because I feel like Questlove is the same way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you see that in the movie. Like, you see Common and Quali come out for Get Em High. You know, you see Common do his guest verse during Erica Badu's, you know, Love of My Life. Um, it, I, I feel like when we go to hip-hop shows, like, that's always what I... I feel like when we go to hip hop shows, I'm always missing that. Like I'm always like, ah, oh, I wish that that feature came out. Like that person came out. I wanted that two chains guest first, you know? Yeah. It's something I always hope for when we go to shows. <laughs> yeah, like even like when we saw Jay Z on the Blueprint Three tour and like Swizz Beats came out for on to the next one. Like I'm not really a fan of Swizz Beats the rapper, but it was still exciting. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean, it just makes that song feel more complete when you see it performed. Yeah. Like I saw Kanye on the graduation tour and Lupe opened that tour. And then Kanye Kanye finishes, like one of the last songs in Kanye set on the graduation tour is Touch the Sky and Lupe doesn't come out for it. Oh my gosh, what a waste. <laughs> like that was like the only disappointing thing in that show, but I remember it. It's like, why didn't Lupe come out for Touch the Sky? I went to go see the Beastie Boys in college. Mm-hmm. And they and they had and they had Talib Kwali open for them. Oh wow. So if we got an hour set from Kwali and in the middle of the set he he does get him high. So he does his verse from Get Him High. And then Common and Most Def show up. What? And this is during the opening act. That's nuts. Where was this at? This was at what used to be Universal Amphitheater. Okay. Gotcha. So, So it was great. So I don't want to hate on Beastie Boys fans, but... You know, and it didn't seem like a lot of people knew who Talib Kweli was. Sure. You know, some people are probably like, oh, he he's really good at rapping. But like when Common and Most Def showed up, I was like, Black Star. <laughs> and like no one else was like, everyone was like, what? 
because you know so common shows up and he does his verse from get him high and then i i then he does the light uh-huh and then they did respiration with common oh my god the rockstar song i was like so so excited and everyone else was like oh they're pretty good Oh my gosh. This quality guy and those other guys are good. And then most Def just like hung out the rest of the set and like just like basically was Quali's hype man. Oh wow. I guess for me as a hip hop fan, the roots are really important. They're one of the first hip hop groups that I got into. Um and I think and in the nineties they they built the okay player community, which really turned me on to other people i call it kind of the roots family tree like it helped me get into common helped me get into little brother um so it was really cool to see this on on the screen and dave Chappelle's block party um the roots actually helped me also get into jay-z um because they did the unplugged album with him they were the, his backing band for jay-z unplugged oh okay I didn't know that. That's cool. I haven't listened to too many unplugged albums, but yeah. I the mean, Jay Z one's the... super cool. Yeah, I should check it out. So when I was in high school, that's when Jay Z started getting really popular. Right. So that's when Volume Two came out. Uh huh. And I couldn't stand Jay Z at first because, you know, I'm. Cause I'm listening to all like indie rock and Jay-Z is like the opposite of indie rock. Like he's talking about how much money he's making, you know, how many cars he's got. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like the opposite of what I'm supposed to like. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, I would begrudgingly enjoy like some of the singles, like, like Jigga what, like, you know, that song's great. <laughs> but you know, it's like, but I can't like him cause he's all about like flaunting how much money he has. Right, right. Like, for a while, like Puff Daddy really ruined rap for me. <laughs> um, but when he did the Unplugged album with um, The Roots, like I had to listen to it, right? It's like The Roots backing mm-hmm. Jay-Z. You know, I love The Roots, so I'm going to give it a shot. And at, and I think he did it right after Blueprint 1. Mm-hmm. He's gone more with the soul production, which... I was more familiar with, you know, with like Tribe Called Quest. Uh, yeah. And like most stuff and stuff. So like, you know, the the beats were better for me. And then uh, the Blueprint one, I feel like he's, he is a little bit more relatable with songs like, you know, Song Cry and Heart of the City. So that's mm-hmm. kind of when things started really um, evolving for me with Jay-Z. Um, but it took like the roots to, to kind of like bridge the gap for me, like, like, oh, he's cool because he, he hangs out with the roots. Right, right. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I think around that, I'm a couple years older, but um, I think I got into Jay-Z around the same time just because I was in college at that point. And prior to that, I my parents just had a strict control over, you know, what I could listen to. So kind of getting into hip-hop was my show of I can do what I want now (laughs) and I had a lot of friends in the dorms that introduced me to hip-hop and you know I hate to admit it but I was kind of into all the like uh 
big pimping and money and cars songs that he had. They were just fun and catchy. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't openly admit that, but I kind of liked it. So, <laughs> um, but maybe that was part of like, you know, just being defiant. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess just how I got into hip hop in general, just cause I wasn't allowed to listen to it unless like I was somewhere, um, like with friends, if they had a party and they were playing hip hop, um, that was really the only time I could like listen to it openly. So I kind of had like transitioned my taste for hip hop from more of the like really mainstream poppy ones to kind of more like conscious hip hop, like Common and um, I mean, I would even say Kanye at that time, like his lyrics were more meaningful and had more of a message um, and just really reflected kind of his personality. I mean, I think sometimes he was just being cocky. I mean, I think that for me, when he got really cocky on um, some of his tracks, it was just funny to me. So I just saw it as him kind of being funny. Um, but in a smart way. Um, so, yeah, like I was already kind of into Jill Scott, Fuji's for sure, um, Black Star. Who else was on there? It's been a while. Like, I feel like hip hop is very like word of mouth. Like I think that's important in hip hop. It's, you know, someone giving you the mixtape or you know, burning you a CD or whatever of songs. And then I, and I think that's why like hip hop is so feature heavy. Like, I feel like it's kind of that word of mouth, like this person's good. I'm going to put them on my song. So, so my fans will get into this person. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because I think that's kind of how I first heard of most F. I think it was on either a De La Soul or a Tribe Called Quest song. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's Miss Fat Booty, as I, I'm sure it is for a lot of people. <laughs> right. That song's a classic. <laughs> and it's, and then, you know, so Dave Chappelle was a big Most Def fan. Um, so I think the first episode of Chappelle's show, I think Most Def is the musical guest. Mm hmm. And then I think he's on like, a, I think in the first season, I think he's the musical guest three times. I think once as a solo artist, once as, once doing um, two words with Kanye and Freeway. And then I think the last episode of season one is Black Star. Okay. So obviously Dave Chappelle's a big fan. And then in season two, I think most Def acted in a lot of the sketches. Mm -hmm. So he was like in the racial draft sketch. Um, he was he was in a handful of sketches, I think. Yeah, I mean that's I I didn't watch the show that much, but he always had like the best like music taste. I mean, as evident in his movie Block Party, but 
I do remember like kind of being introduced to Slum Village that way. I think I remember seeing them on an episode um, where they performed disco. That song disco, not like a huge song, but I don't know that that was something memorable for me. I was like, oh, what is this? I remember one of the sketches he did kind of a a Sesame Street parody about venereal diseases. <laughs> I know it sounds super gross, uh, but I think a couple of the puppets in that sketch, one was voiced by Snoop Dogg and the other one was voiced by Q-Tip. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That reminds me of, um, have you seen Avenue Q? It's like a um, inappropriate Sesame Street in a musical. It's great. I actually haven't seen it. Um, Eunice is surprised I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I think you need to see it. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, anytime like I hear about a local performance of it, even community theater, I, I go to see it. I think I've seen it like four times now. <laughs> yeah, once we get over this pandemic, if it's playing, I'm definitely going to go try to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've had too many people recommend it to me where, you know, I can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You'll like it. If you liked inappropriate Dave Chappelle, Sesame street, then this is for you. Um, so I think when the movie came out, I think a lot of the reviews of the film were like, don't expect Chappelle show. It's a concert film. And I was like, I'm totally on board with that. Like all I, I would be fine if Dave Chappelle is just like in the background nodding his head if it's just two hours of music. Um, so one of the that? that's the reason why I didn't see it because like people were ragging on it for for that, and like I didn't even really know like, well, what was it about instead? I saw the movie um, while visiting my best friend. He was. Um, my best friend was living in Fairfax, Virginia at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. Now I know this area is called the DMV because of Wale. Mm. You know, the DC, <laughs> you know, Maryland, Virginia area. So I didn't realize that I was kind of watching it in like, this is like Dave Chappelle's hometown. Not yeah. not Fairfax, but he's from DC, you know? So yeah. I, I'm watching this movie in Dave Chappelle's area. Um, but, you know, my best friend and I were both big fans and, of of Dave. We were both big fans of Dave and we we're both big fans of a lot of these artists. So it was cool to watch it. Um, but I remember the entire time being like, I wish we would get whole songs. Like you get like, you know, clips of these performances, you know, it's an all day show. So I understand that it's not going to be an eight hour movie. Mm-hmm. But I just remember constantly being like, I wish Mm-hmm. I got to see more of this song. Like, you know, when Kanye comes out with the marching band for Jesus Walks, mm-hmm. I was like, I, you know, I wanted to see the whole song. Yeah, yeah, so true. I mean, you know, like the music was all great. I, I mean, even the parts that were, you know, less music and... Dave Chappelle kind of doing his thing, talking to the community. I mean, all of that was awesome. I, 
I felt like for me, it had the right amount of everything that I would have wanted to see. I honestly was not really into Dead Prez. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know who that was, really. Like, it probably makes me sound stupid, but I didn't realize that the Chappelle show intro, like when he comes on stage, was the Dead Prez beat until I saw the movie and I was like, oh, oh. that's where that song is from. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. I mean, I like Dead Prez in the movie. Like, they had good energy. They had, you know, they're talented rappers, but I just didn't really know anything about them. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, they're the Chappelle show guys. Yeah. Um, so you said that, you know, you were listening to popular stuff and then you got into the more socially conscious rap. Mm -hmm. Was it, was it because of like Commons the light or was it someone that like got you into someone else or is there, how did that transition work? It's kind of like hard to pinpoint. Like, I feel like it started maybe with like, um, Gosh, why can't I think of their name? I'm blanking out now. Oh, Black Eyed Peas, you know, pre-Fergie. So that's kind of like the earliest memory I have of kind of listening to like a little less, I mean, to me, it was a little less mainstream. Um, Little, I think some people introduced me to stuff like by Beat Nuts. And yeah, and you know, The Light, everybody kind of knows that song, but I mean, that's definitely, um, you know, sticks out in my mind as like the start of getting into some of those artists. And then, you know, right about that time, um, well, yeah, right about that time I started getting in, or Common came out with B. So, you know, like I said, I had seen uh, Block Party way later. Um, so by that time, Common and Kanye had already done all this stuff. Um, so it was easier to get excited about all these artists that were in the movie. So how about the roots? They're kind of, they're kind of the focal point of the music part, right? Like, mm, you know, that's I, true. and I think even on the soundtrack, you like Questlove starts off this conference call and everyone jumps on and he kind of um, does like a roll call of everyone that's going to be part of the show. You know, this, yeah. is, this is the, this is 2004, right? We can't just, you know, now we would just do a zoom call and it wouldn't be impressive, but in 2004, <laughs> like they jump on this conference call um how, when did you get into the roots and like what kind of impact did they have for you yeah i mean for me what sticks out is um i think it was like the grammys where they won a grammy for things fall apart or at least like there was a year um where they were performing the songs and um 
I think I saw like you got me and I was like, oh wow, this is really, this is really good. Um, I remember like starting to get into them and um, I was excited to find out there was this um, hip hop orchestra that was playing at um, the Walt Disney concert hall. It had that concert hall had just opened that year and I bought tickets um, for me and the boyfriend I had at the time. And I was so excited about it. And I thought he would be too, because he just wanted to see anything there. But <laughs> what I mean, it was great. But like he fell asleep. My boyfriend fell asleep like within, I don't know, after half an hour of that. I'm like, how do you fall asleep? Like <laughs> when they're playing like Gangstar and The Roots. I mean, it was, it was amazing. But yeah, yeah, I would say, I guess, long story short, like that's kind of when I got into it, things fall apart. Yeah, I think, I think that's how it is for me or how it was for me. I think that's how it was for me. Um, In high school, I had a friend and we were, you know, he was like my big music buddy. Mm Mm-hmm. No, we were getting on to all this music to get, we were getting into all this music together. Um, he was not willing to listen to hip hop because he was mad at Puff Daddy for sampling Led Zeppelin for the Godzilla soundtrack. <laughs> um, so he was like, hip hop sucks, they just steal music, blah 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 blah, and then, um, so I was able to trick him with things fall apart. I was like, look, they play their own instruments. And there's like, there's, there's a lot of jazz in the music. Right. Oh my gosh. That reminds me. I think the first time I saw them play their instruments, didn't they play at Audiotistic? Weren't they there when I went with you? Yeah. I think that was like the reason we went to, <laughs> to Audiotistic. We weren't going to Audiotistic for the rave part. That was a trip. Just like so out of place for the roots to be there. Yeah. Um, I don't even know why they had like a hip hop stage there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was probably my first and only like ravey type concert or party. I don't know what you would call it. I was just like, oh, this is how people trip out at these raves it was it was an experience for me <laughs> yeah you know and you know i think that was like 10 years ago and and i i think we both still felt old there yeah well, like i think we were age appropriate but it was like oh i feel old like i think we walked in and there was just like random kids just like making out on the ground or something like that i kind of feel like i remember parents coming to pick them up after had to be i mean was it all ages or 18 and over (laughs) 
I, I, I don't know. I guess since I don't remember there being a bunch of booze around, so I guess it was technically all ages. Yeah. I mean, we got there late and we, you know, we, we basically showed up and saw what we wanted to see and then we left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to see The Roots, I think. Was it Reflection Eternal or Quali? Yes. Yes, it was Reflection Eternal. That was a good album. I think we went to see The Roots and Reflection Eternal. That's the main reason we went. I think Z Trip played before that. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, you have a good memory. I don't remember anything before that. And I remember when the roots were done, we went to check out Chromio and then we went home. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually something I wanted to get back to with the movie. So I loved the movie. And then I bought the soundtrack, even though I knew that Kanye and and the Fugees weren't on it. I was like, well, you know, it's the roots backing all these other people up. But like, I really didn't listen to it. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, I feel like hip, like there's not a lot of hip hop live albums, right? Right. And I think it's because like, it's so much about like the experience of being there and the visual. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be able to see that that person is actually rapping that fast. Yeah. Yeah. It does make a huge difference. Yeah. I I don't even know like if I really listened to the soundtrack at the time or what I thought. I, I might have had the same kind of experience. Like I went to listen to it because I enjoyed the movie, enjoyed the performances that were in the movie. And it's like the soundtrack, the official soundtrack was kind of, disappointing so yeah like it's only interesting when like the roots kind of do their thing and they like do like a like when they jam out like i think they jam out in the middle of the light they do like a little Mm -hmm. jazz thing and that's cool and to hear like bailal sing the hook like that's Mm -hmm. you know those are like nice little changes but when you're hearing you know definition by black star live um, just it's just not the same as like when you get to see the two, you know, you get to see that interplay between Mostef and Talib Kweli. It's, it's just kind of different. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird, like how, like hip hop is such a, a visual thing. Like even the roots, like I feel like the roots are a lot more live when you get to see them than just hearing them, even we- though they're very accomplished musicians. Yeah. I think like for that soundtrack, because, you know, it's based off these live performances, you have to kind of be able to see it. I don't like typically enjoy listening, just listening to live performances that much, just in general, not just hip hop. Like if I'm going to just listen to music, I kind of would rather just hear the studio recorded version. So. I think that's where, you know, rock and hip hop are a little bit different. Like with rock, you know, yeah, it's, there's definitely bands where you're like, Oh, I can't wait to hear a live version of this. You know, like, like I'm a big Wilco fan and a lot, you know, there's a lot of 
jamming or there's you know like oh you changed the guitar solo from the studio album to the live album or mm. you know because there's a lot more like instrumental interplay true with rock i think it's a little bit more interesting um you know with hip-hop if you're not a, a hip-hop band it's you know what is the like you get to hear a dj scratch a little bit more like it's i mean usually the vocals always sound worse because you know it's more about the energy mm-hmm. you know like i think quali almost kind of barks a lot at the time when he's rapping yeah like when you see him live like it's not the same as the studio version right right i mean that's kind of how i felt about like they have the light on um the block party soundtrack but it's like yeah it's like kind of more of a chill song i'm not like used to the lyrics um kind of being shouted (laughs) in that way but Right, but I'm sure I mean, if you were there, like I'm sure if you were in Brooklyn exactly. at the show, you're like, this is awesome. Like the I'll energy be into is so it great. For sure. But yeah, yeah. Just like kind of sitting in my car listening to it. <laughs> and I kind of want to skip. <laughs> Did I tell you like I saw him once um for free? Like I entered one of those like contests where they were going to um kind of film this concert and it was mostly see this is how sad it is it was mostly the album that came after B I can't even remember what it was because it's not that great electric circus (laughs) no that was before B no oh right right. oh after B um after B sorry finding forever yes so I got, I like actually like won a ticket for me and um, a friend. So I took um, my friend Lillian and we went. Um, and so he did the light there. I mean, he did a lot of his like good stuff, but we kind of had to like watch all these performances with um we had to watch all these performances for the songs from Finding Forever. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> just hard to get into. Yeah, that's a, but I think B is his last like great album, right? Yeah. I mean, really? I mean, like, Water for Chocolate was, is up there for me, too. But, like, really, that and B, I, I don't know. I don't think he's really come close with anything else since. I still think he's great. But, actually, I never heard, like, the stuff he did on Selma. Did you? I think I only know the song that they won the Oscar for. Yeah. Did he do any other stuff? I don't know. Maybe he did. But yeah, I haven't really kept up with him since Fighting Forever. Yeah, me neither. Like, I think I've listened to, like, some singles that he did. Um, 
that's about it. I th- yeah, I, I think I tried to listen to whatever album he was promoting when we saw him live, just so like I would know what some of the songs are. Right. But it was kind of like just one time through. And yeah. then I was then I was mad that they didn't do that whatever remix that had Jay Electronica on it because Jay Electronica opened the show. Right, right. I was like, oh, they got to do that one remix. And they didn't. <laughs> I think when my best friend was getting into the roots, he's he was listening to Things Fall Apart. I think that's, I think for a lot of people, Things Fall Apart is their first album from the roots. Yeah. Like you have the super cool kids who are like, I, uh, I've been listening to them since Organics. <laughs> but I think, I think most people, you know, I think they got into the roots through Things Fall Apart. And I, I remember him just like geeking out about the drums at the end of You Got Me. He's like, I can't believe he's doing like that breakbeat on the drums. Mm-hmm. Like that's a human person. Like that's Questlove. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like, that's a good observation. Like I didn't think about <laughs> it. Like it's a cool part of the song, but I never thought about like, oh, that's really difficult to do on a drum set. Mm. Yeah. So, so we I'm saw glad. the roots. We saw the roots. Um, what a couple of years ago. Yeah, I. It was pretty. I mean, it feels pretty recent. It's kind of like one of our more recent shows, and we haven't seen um too many lately. But yeah. I remember when they came out on stage, I was like, what are they going to play? Because <laughs> they weren't promoting a new album, so I wasn't exactly sure what it was going to be like. Yeah. What did they end up doing? I think they just gave us like a lot of the hits. They played a lot of things fall apart. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Huh. I think they played a lot of game theory and a lot of things fall apart. And then they did some like older stuff. Okay. I think they did like Proceed and a couple of the like Philadelphia Half-Life Do You Want More songs. But, you know, it was kind of, it was just kind of them doing their thing, which was like, it felt like a casual show. Like we're just going to run through some like really good root songs. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, um, so the big like climax of the movie is that the Fugees reunite for the block party. Uh-huh. You know, and Dave Chappelle says, oh, we were supposed to get Lauren Hill, but her record label wouldn't give us the rights to her music. Um, so instead, you've got the Fugees and everyone goes crazy because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? It's a Fugees reunion. Um, I thought that was just like Dave Chappelle being funny, but apparently that was that was true. Like he booked Lauren Hill and then the label wasn't going to allow him um, to use her music. Um, So we've seen Lauren Hill together a couple of times. Yeah. And the last time was for the 20th anniversary of Miseducation, which is an amazing album. Yes. But I kind of feel like every time you see Lauren Hill, it's a celebration of Miseducation because that's really the only album she has. Right. And you know, like it's a celebration that she even showed up. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. That she showed up and she showed up on time. 
Um, it does kind of make me appreciate that one time we saw her on 420. Oh my god, yeah. Where she just ended yeah. up doing a bunch of Marley songs. Yeah. That was crazy. I know. I I think like our little pre-party um before the show. Uh I mean, I was having a good time. So <laughs> Yeah, I remember it being a a fun night for sure. Yeah, and we and we knew that she wasn't going to show up on time, so we just like hung out and drank and like did karaoke. Yeah, I mean she wasn't there by the time we got in there, anyway, right? Yeah. So I mean we had to drink a lot because there was a lot of time to kill. So、and、better at some bar outside the venue than inside. Yeah, where was the Busby's? Right. Yeah, we were at Busby's and the show was at the El Rey. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. They Busby's had a pretty fun weeknight、um, karaoke thing. Yeah, I remember the MC was really fun. Yeah, I think he did like Welcome to Jamrock. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I remember like on one of those times, like. Gangnam Style was like popular, so people were doing that. Oh my god! Oh, I think he did it. I think to kind of start、oh, off the night, I think he did it. And then I think he looked at us and was like, "Oh, you guys look like you might actually be Korean." <laughs> oh man! And I was like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> that yeah, that、funny. night she just ended up doing like. Mostly Marley covers. Yeah. Like I think she only did like two or three of her own songs. Yeah. Waited all that time for that. I mean, the Marley covers are cool, but I, I really came more for the Miss Education songs. Yeah, but now after seeing her a couple times after that, and seeing that that's all she's gonna do is miseducation songs, I was like, oh, that was a nice break. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like I need to see her again unless she comes out with some、um, good new stuff. But I don't know. We've been waiting like twenty plus years for that now. So right. But I remember after the show. I was like, I don't want to sound like a pig, but she looks kind of out of shape. And you're like, no, for sure. Like she's wearing like really frumpy clothes. Yep. And and I remember this. You know, and like you know, she's kind of a perfectionist.、So、I was kind of surprised. And then I think we found out like a couple days later that like she was like six months pregnant or something. Yeah. 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 And I will always remember that. Like we found out she was pregnant, and and then I think when she had the baby, um. I think when she had the baby, Damian Marley like congratulated her on Twitter, and everyone was like, "Oh shoot, it's not his." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it'll always be live in infamy. The Lauren Hill 420 concert, and then the, and then her baby after that. Oh, like they will always be linked for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a memorable one for sure. Well, thank you, Beverly, for being on the show. You're welcome. It was a pleasure.
but we should definitely have you on again with our friend Kevin and we can talk more about the different shows we've gone to and you guys can come visit the uh, soundtrack your life website you can download some playlists based we'll have some music up um, from some of the artists that we talked about tonight um, leave us a re- review on whatever podcasting service you use tell a friend to uh to check us out thanks for joining us this week on soundtrack your life make sure to visit our website soundtrackyourlife.net where you can subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts or spotify while you're at it if you found value in the show we'd appreciate a rating or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show that would help us out too